free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Welcome, yeah. welcome everybody. Pastor Eli James here, and uh, this is Restoration Hour on Eurofolk Radio. Today is January 21, 2023, and our guest tonight is Daryl McClanahan from Missouri. How are you doing, Daryl? Good. Hello, white people. <laughs> are there any white people left? Critical race theory is trying to get rid of us all, right? Oh. Yeah. And fortunately, there's been a pushback against that. Uh, critical race theory in the schools is being uh, 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 challenged by a lot of white parents who feel, you know, they're the pay- ones paying the taxes for all of these schools, and then the teachers are, are bashing the white parents of all the school children. You know, it's really crazy. Absolutely crazy. And up. Okay. Uh, are you there? Yes, I'm going to stand up. Oh, okay. Yeah, very good. Okay, so uh, we're still having a little bit of difficulty uh, hearing you. So uh, for some reason, there's like a fade out, fade in effect happening. But uh, I was first going to, first of all, let me uh, uh, point out that, I don't know, the Davos meeting, I think think it's in Sweden, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Uh, Switzerland. Switzerland, okay. And... uh, Uh Greta Thunberg has been outed. Uh, actually, the uh, Canadian Truther Channel uh, has uh, d- revealed that she has been staging a- an arrest. The arrest was staged. They have actually a film of the staged arrest, and they're asking her questions about uh, global warming that she can't answer <laughs> without having a script. Yeah, go ahead. With a boom mic hanging over her head. Right. Yeah. And uh, so how often do you get arrested and the media is there with a boom mic to record what you have to say? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't get that kind of treatment, do we? <laughs> we get shot at when when we're confronted by cops. We, we don't have. Like uh, Roscoe on the Dukes of Hazard would say, we're going to cuff them and stuff them. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we get that kind of treatment. But uh, these liberal lefties and you know globalist darlings like Greta Thunberg uh, get the royal treatment from the mass media. Right. So it's about time that the truther media has come out and outed Greta Thunberg. It's about time. And they also did the same to the Pfizer exec. So, so somehow so, they were, yeah, go ahead. Only, she was only detained and they needed to get her ID. They oh, is that, know who she was. Oh, is that it? it? Just, <laughs> they only, was only detained. She wasn't arrested and it was a photo op. That's what it, it was. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the headline would, I think there was 1000 jets that showed up to that 1000 jets. What kind of carbon footprint was that? Oh, that's and, pretty. Yeah. yeah. Now, don't those jets run on electricity? Like no. te- <laughs> like Tesla cars, right? Yeah. Backs pilots are dropping like flies. What's dropping like flies? The uh, pilots? Back- vaccinated pilots. Oh, vaccinated pilots. Yeah, no, no doubt. Had one had one die a week or so ago. The the co-pilot. De- declared an emergency mayday mayday as they were getting just across the atlantic and uh, i guess the uh, pilot went unconscious and when they landed he had died of a heart attack and the faa has done a study that uh the all these vaccinated pilots are yeah are damaged yes i've heard it's of a hundred million americans possibly damaged by these 
clot shots. Yeah, right. That's what they are. They're clot shots. And uh, it's, it's. I digress. I apologize. No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so so yeah. Yeah, it, they got all the hookers too. They, I don't know right. if you saw that one, but they've 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 hired every escort in the uh, available to to be there. Okay, to service elite. Oh, right, right. Yeah, well, the interesting thing too. Uh, uh, speaking of electric vehicles, the uh, uh, there's been a lot of uh, media publicity. You know, when people run out of electric charge in their electric vehicles. What happens, they have to call somebody, and what happens is a truck pulls up. It has a either gas or diesel uh, generator, generator, and then they plug their electric car into that diesel generator to recharge their electric vehicle. What a joke. What an absolute yeah, joke. The, the heavy ones, just the batteries alone, weigh as much as like a Honda Accord, and if you get in a crash oh. with somebody, you're able to kill them just like a big truck versus a little car they're super heavy right and you know i i was at a, a propane place the other day and i wanted my wife to call in the card and she didn't leave me the card in the morning i should have told her to leave me the card we got one bank account and card and she right. got it and, okay and and the guy said no we won't take it over the phone and i said well what if and it's a truck stop right i said what if somebody uh, breaks down and needs a family member to pay with their card. And the guy says, well, they weren't prepared to travel. <laughs> and review yet, but they're going to get a Missouri battle flag review and it's not going to be nice. And you know, this is mentality. How would you flee a hurricane in Florida in your electric car? Okay. Load up your stuff, evacuate. And you, and, and you got, uh, you know, people have talked about this. You got thousands of cars on the highway, electric vehicles, and their batteries go dead, and you'll have an instant traffic jam, and the people will be sitting there when the hurricane comes in. It's it's insanity. Right. Yeah, absolute insanity. But uh, the uh, the really good news is from Illinois, because oh, about 10 days ago, Governor Pritzker issued a, a law, signed a law, which is probably going to be challenged. It, it's very It's an unconstitutional law. That uh, the you can't oh they have all kinds of restrictions on firearms you know so but the sheriffs over ninety counties in the state of Illinois the sheriffs have declared their opposition to the law and they say they won't enforce it so the governor and the lieutenant governor have issued statements saying well if the sheriffs don't enforce it there's other agencies like the Illinois Police Department and, and others. Who can enforce it? Well, that's not true. Those those agencies, federal agencies, state agencies, any other agencies, have no authority in the county. Only the sheriff is the supreme authority in the county, and uh, there's no uh, law above them in the county. So uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Commissioners are the county commissioners are the supreme court, and as Leroy Schweitzer would like to remind everyone. We are the kings, and we are the king's men, and they're going to keep pushing on people. until. And I think plenty of people have seen enough of the destruction of America with our borders being flooded, the constant tyrannical government, uh, you know, gas stoves. I, I've got on my Facebook, Daryl McClanahan, a, a trans-electric gas stove. You know, the, the stovetop is gas, okay. and the oven is electric, so it's trans-electric, okay? Okay, huh. That's interesting. So, uh, yeah, so be careful. Be careful not to turn your gas on without lighting it. <laughs> the electric stove might ignite it. All right, yeah. Yeah, I'm suspicious about these uh, mixtures, uh, these hybrid, <laughs> hybrid type vehicles and stoves and what have you, right? But here's the story. This is from uh, Pastor Chuck Baldwin. Illinois sheriffs are defying the state's assault weapons ban as potential legal fights percolate over Illinois' new assault weapons ban. Law enforcement officials in several counties have said their departments will not enforce provisions of the bill that require existing weapons to be registered with the state police. Okay. Now, it doesn't give the numbers here, but I know that it's over 90 counties, 90 sheriffs have declared that they will not enforce this so-called gun weapons ban 
and there's only about 112 counties in the state of Illinois. So this is a superb majority of sheriffs who will not enforce this unconstitutional ban. Okay. Yeah. Escalation by your, your governor. You know, they talk about these shootings. You look at police telling someone to stop and then they jump in front of the car and the, and the policeman shoots them and he says he was in fear of his life. They escalated that situation. They could have let the person drive away. Many times they know who it is. They have the license plate. Let them go. Catch Catch them when there's a nonviolent situation. I think these police are are taking that stance. These sheriffs are taking that stance. I haven't read the story, but I would think that it's common sense says that if you go putting tyranny upon the people, you're going to get pushback from some people that aren't going to take it. So basically they want to know your personal business and your personal home. And if you don't do it and they want to, it's very 1984. Oh, that, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. It's very Jewish, actually, <laughs> right? So, yeah, so uh, yeah, he, he continues that their arguments center around their stance that the bill, which makes it illegal for Illinois residents to purchase, transfer, or manufacture assault weapons. Here, listen to what I say. Purchase, transfer, or manufacture so-called assault weapons and extended magazines violates the Second Amendment. This is what the sheriffs are saying, folks. The sheriffs of the state of Illinois. Can you believe it? McHenry County. Go ahead. Shall not be infringed. That's right. That's the Second Amendment. Okay. And, of course, the Democratic governors of the various states are all trying to infringe on our Second Amendment rights piecemeal. But, you know, the assault weapon... Uh, definition keeps on changing. You get uh, more and more rigid that uh, if you have more than two bullets in your weapon, it becomes an assault weapon, right? I mean, it's absurd what they're doing, okay? Anyway, if the Rothschilds, <coughs> excuse me, the Rothschilds are extremely upset by the fact that we Americans have refused to give up our guns and that the Congress has been unable to pass a, uh, a, a get rid of the Second Amendment. Okay? And they won't be able to get rid of it. As I've said many times, any Congress critter that proposes the abolition of the Second Amendment will be walking around with a target painting on the front and the back of their outfits, right? They're, they're afraid of that. They're afraid of doing that. So they've left it up to Supreme Court and the Supreme Court has upheld it every single time, right? So the Rothschilds are going to have to go be, with their tail between their legs. It's not going to happen. They're going to have to invade America with their UN troops be, before before the Second Amendment gets overturned. Okay. I seven. My seven-year-old and my nine-year-old are learning all about it, and they were. I've got some really cool targets with little ducks, like you'd shoot at at the carnival. Right. And we have to. Teach, we have to teach our youth about yeah. how important the Second Amendment is, because we know the fatty. Oh, uh, not a uh, uh, the the fatty uh, Oprah was oh. saying. When all of them die, all these uh, gun-loving conservatives, you know, then we'll get it out of their cold, dead hand. Yeah. You no, know, when I'm gone, I pray that my children will want to yeah. uphold the Constitution of the United States. Right, right. Well, I'll say to Oprah, well, actually, I'm not dead. <laughs> and, and I gotcha, right? McHenry wow. County Sheriff Rob Tattleman was one of numerous law enforcement officials throughout the state who shared messages on social media in the aftermath of the bill's passage. Now, have you heard anything about this on mainstream media, Daryl? About the pre-show, you brought this up to me, and I hadn't saw that story. I think they're really downplaying that in Illinois. I oh, hadn't yeah. saw that as an story. And, and yeah, uh, what I've seen on you know mainstream media, you know, because I, I I scan mainstream media many, on the internet, is very very many, brief, brief stories, uh, not uh, not quoting any of these sheriffs at all. How many enemies does the left already have they made? And, it, it, you know, they're with the, the flooding the borders, all the money they've stolen and sent to Zelensky and Ukraine. Right. How much more do you expect 
the American people to take. And then they say, yeah, and we're taking your guns, and we want your son to wear a dress. Right. Uh, yeah, the police um, officers should wear dresses now. <laughs> Ca- camo look, dresses. Well, the Americans are at the point of I'm mad as hell, and yeah. I'm a yeah. human being, and I'm not taking it anymore. That's right. There's no doubt. We're getting to that point. There's going to be a revolution really soon. Anyway, here is this uh, McHenry County calling Sheriff. For a revolution. Yeah. calling for a revolution. Oh, no. You were reviewed. No, no works. We see the truth. Yeah, we're and, expecting and one. Other people that are gonna that are gonna act out and, right. and uh, not gonna like it. Yeah, well, it's amazing. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, to change the subject because it just occurred to me that one of the stories I saw on the internet uh, just the other day was uh, a, a complaint about conservatives. If if it's actually a real story, it might even be fake where so-called conservatives are attacking abortion uh, clinics, okay, and bombing abortion clinics. And the liberal media was all bent out of shape. Oh, look at the violence, these conservatives and, and uh, you know, re- religious fanatics and abortion clinics. Oh, yeah. You know, the Trump attacked uh, people that wanted, that just want to speak with a young woman that people just want to share the scriptures. Right. People just want to try to say it's wrong. Those are the people, the conservatives, the the people that offer adoption. These are the people that want to save the unborn. These right. are the people who are. Out. Yeah. Yeah. They're not bombing these clinics. I'm, I'm sure that those were staged. They were probably uh, bombs thrown by Antifa or Black Lives Matter and then blamed on white people. But uh, the point I want to make is during the uh, uh, during the riots two years ago, right all over the country. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. The, the the mass media said nothing about. Oh, they shouldn't be committing acts of violence. That's terrible. No, they excused it all. Right, all mm-hmm. over the country, white people were being you know killed, and their property was being burned. The George Floyd riots, and the mass media, the liberal left media. Not didn't say a word about. It. Well, you shouldn't commit violent acts. Conservative like, media wasn't much better. No, no. So th- this is the kind of hypocrisy we live under. Anyway, here's the uh, quotation from Sheriff uh, McHenry County Sheriff Rob Tattleman, who said, "Quote: Neither myself nor my office will be checking to ensure that lawful gun owners register their weapons with the state." nor will we be arresting or housing law-abiding individuals that have been charged solely with noncompliance with this act, unquote. These laws are always so phony. I mean, what, so is this sheriff supposed to say, oh, this guy has a concealed carry yeah. and and he has a forty-five, and they're going to come to you and ask you, hey, do you have any other uh, weapons that aren't unregistered, and then what are they going to do? They're going to check your internet searches. They're going to check if right. you did this, and they're going to oh, by the way, you got a twenty-two rifle your grandpa left you, and you're going to register it right now. And if you don't comply, we're going to SWAT team your house and steal your whole life away, maybe kick the door in and kill your wife and children, or even get an officer killed. They hit the right house. And, and these police, these good sheriffs, uh, thank God for them, Seeing that this is a tyrannical government at work. That's right. That's right. And uh, and the good pastor continues. Surely SCOTUS, which means the Supreme Court of the United States, will strike down Illinois' Stalinesque gun ban. But in the meantime, freedomists in the Prairie State must give serious consideration to whether they will one remain in the state and determine to fight. And I mean fight the attempt. Attempted communist takeover. What is it? Show show me the man and I'll show you the law he broke. We're there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, All these leftists are all lawbreakers, every last one of them. But because they're in power, they create laws which make uh, uh, criminals of honest citizens, right? That's what they're trying to do, right? So then he says... Last week was the... uh, well, it's still a big story. The uh, pistol brace. I don't have a pistol brace. I've never been in it. I think I'm not a big fan of carbines. I think if you're going to have a short 
rifle that shoots a pistol round, why not have a high-powered rifle that shoots something that's worthy? That's just my... But they, the ATF came out, and the bureaucrats have made a law banning these pistol braces because the uh, gun, owners, gun owners of America are winning big on the bump stock ban. Okay. And so they a losing battle, and so now they're trying to g- declare uh, millions of uh, legal firearm firearm owners in America criminals. If and they gave them 120 days to destroy, or turn in, or register uh-huh. your pistol brace. And a pistol brace is not a gun, just like a bump stock is not a machine gun. Right. That's right. Yeah, well, they're, they're trying to disarm us piecemeal, and that's their strategy at the present time. So, uh, as I said, the Supreme Court has ruled against the gun grabbers every single time. So it's not likely. Yeah. The truth. Whenever it goes from, oh, the, the, the bump stocks are a machine gun, and they're like, huh, that's really not. And, oh, the pistol brace that I bought, see? <laughs> that you bought legally is now at the, the signing of a pen, Obama, I've got a pen, and, uh, you know, I'm going to use it. And um, the right. people are beginning to see that we have uh, tyrannical leftists that want to disarm us. That's right. That's, that's what it's all about. But it's not going to be easy. Like I said, the gun owners of America are not going to give up without a fight. And, but you notice they haven't tried to take the actually repeal the Second Amendment. They haven't tried that, and they're not going to, because any legislator who tries will will, will not, probably not survive the attempt. I like Eric Pratt. Uh, several years ago, I I was concerned that could he keep up with his father? Is uh, uh, it Larry Pratt? Okay, and he advocated advocated for Francis Schaefer Cox and he said the charges against Francis Schaefer Cox were BS uh-huh. as, and he also said that straw sales are BS that if I buy something and give it to you or if you ask me to go down to the store and get you a gallon of milk and I bring you a gallon of milk it's not a crime uh-huh. and that's our, our personal business that's our personal barter uh, That's and uh, so the gun owners, Eric Pratt has really uh, impressed me that and he's got to stand a lot of times a, a guy that's got to stand in his father's shoes it's uh you look at these celebrities uh lisa marie's passing you know all these years uh standing in the limelight of her father and i i watched one of her last appearances at memphis and she did look pretty rough but she was out there with the fans standing uh-huh. up for her father and i really think she was at her best and of course she's surrounded by Scientology and a bunch of evil, right? And so a lot of I digress, but uh, <laughs> a, a lot of times I think so he's doing a great job with the gun owners of America, and and there's a gun group to to support. Yes, right. Yeah, he continues to say the attempted communist takeover of their state by the Marxist radicals in Chicago, right? And the other choice they have uh, to fight against this group or to leave the state for one that allows citizens to live free. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that latter is a very difficult proposition, you know, unless maybe you're unemployed, you know, but if you're a farmer or a landowner, you're not going to just pack up and leave the state of Illinois. Plus, uh, the, this is not going to stay, uh, you know, it's not going to be upheld by the Supreme Court. Uh, Criminals could get up and and go somewhere. They could come over here to Missouri or go to Kentucky, or they yeah. they could leave and right and and, and you know and that's that's who the laws are supposed to be for. And we have tons of those laws on the books that are to go after criminals, but they constantly go after uh, the, the 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 good people. They go yeah. after the the non criminals, and they want to make the non and it's for control. Sure. Sure. Well, speaking of Chicago, they're not going after any guns, the illegal guns held by Chicagoans in the ghettos, <laughs> you know, or any other part of the city of Chicago. Whites whites are not likely to have handguns or any kind of gun in the city of Chicago or in Cook County because Cook County and the city of Chicago are, are married to each other. However, there are, you know, on the outskirts of Cook County, right around Cook County, you have all kinds of gun, uh, gun-toting counties, 
right? So it's only the city of Chicago and all the liberals there who are after that, uh, white people's guns, right? Highly. Piley Rittenhouse was from, wasn't he from uh, Northern Illinois? Yeah, Northern, and, yes, and, yeah, Northern Illinois, exactly. And uh, you know, it's, yeah, and th- yeah, there are some suburbs that are primarily black that support you know the gun gun takeaway, but uh, pretty much outside of Cook County, it's non-existent. The the guns flourish in the state of Illinois outside of Cook County, no problem. He had to write him twenty million dollar check. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they slandered him. Yeah. Yeah. And we hadn't done a show since my run for Senate and the Senate and the Jewish supremacists have slandered me in their ADL article. Uh-huh. Uh, went on yeah, saying uh, untrue facts about me. And and it, it's. It's outrageous that the uh, the controllers can say that about someone and make statements about me and try to pinhole me into a bunch of people that are haters, and I'm not a hater. I'm a separatist, and I believe in separatism, and God made us separate. Right. And I have never publicly or in private ever called for the destruction of any race, and they want to pin that on people yeah. and then yeah. you know, uh, try to tie it to violence. And uh, they're totally evil liars. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah, that's because they hire agents like William Fink, who who preaches that white people have the right to kill all night non-white people, and he claims that the Bible permits that, right? So, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, William Fink is working for the ADL, <laughs> and therefore they want to stir up trouble for Christian no, identity. Is there? What's that? No hit pieces on him. Oh, really? I mean, okay. Well, a, yeah. I don't think so. Are there any articles like there are about me and you? How you know they nope. mention you that yep. Daryl McClanahan has been on the Eurofolk radio show with yeah. Pastor Eli James and right. Uh, you know how dare them talk about what they believe? Right. You know, and you yeah. don't with us. I'd like to have a conversation with anyone out there that's listening. A yeah. civil conversation. Yeah, that could respect my beliefs. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, it's really a matter of uh, what do we actually believe. We don't preach violence, okay? Oh, Christian identity does not preach violence against anybody. No, not even against Jews. Okay, we preach self-defense, which. Nobody at the ADL believes in for us. Whites shouldn't have self-defense. And so, yeah, they're total hypocrites. Absolute 100% hypocrites. I advocate for Jeffrey, who still calls me daily. Uh And he has a a writ of habeas corpus coming up February 10th. And it will be made public. He's going to get it out there in the public so it could be read. But there are things in it, like the attorney that represented him that said if he knew that the police hid the drug test on the Missouri State Trooper Henry Folsom, who his wife just won re-election by 10,000 lemmings for re-election, that they hid the drug test. The attorney said he would have did more mm-hmm. and 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 knew that evidence was hidden against him to railroad him to prison. And he's a Jewish man, and, and we did a radio show a long time ago for Anthony Troy Williams, who's serving 30 years, uh, find out about him at the year of Jubilee, and... Uh, you know, uh, we are moral men. If you're not a moral man, uh, I can't think of the Thomas Aquinas quote, but if you're a moral man and you're not angry about injustice, there's something wrong with you. You're right. immoral. If you're not mad about injustice, and it doesn't matter who it is, and I think that's a tenet of of Christian identity, of or of, of goodness, of, of, of being a, a good human being, a, a creation of God, that you stand up against injustice. Yes. Well, uh, Mr. Kim Smith says in the chat room, ban guns, and then the scribes can make laws without a threat, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Or as George Washington said, an armed society is a polite society. 
Okay, but as long as the tyrants have guns and the citizens don't, then everybody's afraid, except for the tyrants, right? So guns are the great equalizer, and no no uh, sheriff or police officer or politician wants to confront an angry armed populace. Well, you know, oh, have, you, yeah, go ahead. They have they have the newspapers and they have big tech now, and that's the only thing that's really stopping them from, you know, they're going to put these RNA shots now into meat, and that really does oh, terrify me because our family has. They've been doing that for years. They've been doing that for years. So, and all kinds of poisons. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they want to give them the RNA, though. They've been giving them all kinds of uh, hormones and... Right, poisons, uh, pesticides, GMO. RNA. Yeah. Yeah. They can't get that vaccination to us one way or another. They're going to try to get it in the meat. Yeah, right. uh, protection against that and there's truly a lot of evil going on in the world and uh, we've got to get together we've got to call out our brothers and sisters that aren't awake and that are making mistakes with what they believe we don't you know they said that in the article i want to change uh what people believe if i would have been elected to senate i would i want to change what people believe no i don't want tyranny and i want people to understand that i would like to see them be free people Right and and not an arm of the government. Right, or at the uh, behest of the mass media, which lies to them constantly, so they can't oh, they vote can properly. House, they all they got to do is you know they just haven't got to that point yet. But I think they're going to get to a point to where they can have the mob rule, where they could make up any kind of law. You look at this uh, Crowder story, where. The Daily Wire, they offered him $50 million, but he has to toe the line. He has to say their talking points, and if he doesn't, he's going to get uh, money. My little boy dumped half the dish soap out that my wife bought at the grocery store, and, and rather than whooping his butt or anything, I told I said, what did that cost? My wife said $4. I said, go get $2. He had to go get $2 out of his bank and pay $2. <laughs> but he's a little – that's dish soap down the sink. But right. They're saying they're going to dox dock him for saying the truth or not their talking points and they're going to control everything and he recorded a phone call which i've recorded many phone calls and i listen i follow this guy on youtube the black scout survival and he does a late 11 o'clock live stream he's really good he was a marine i follow this other uh marine uh odin's man and he's calling out the transgender Uh uh-huh movement transgender Yeah, and he's got a military channel too, uh, Travis's Travels or something like that. But we, but this Black Scout survival guy the other night was saying we can't call out our brothers and sisters. I totally was blowing up, and most of the time I share his streams. He did a good one on the vaccines and the pilots uh, uh, last week, and YouTube took it down, and he used right. facts. Right. But his facts on us calling each other out, we have to call each other out with love. Right. Not Absolutely. You have to call him out and say, brother, you're wrong. And he's wrong to say that we shouldn't record uh, people. We shouldn't have people calling for violence amongst our ranks. Uh, we have to call for uh, uh, peaceful solutions. Right. And and when we're just downright wrong, we can't just sit by and be like, oh, he's my white brother or he's my patriot friend. I'm not going to say anything against him. No, you absolutely are ordained. To call him out and say, let's get on the straight and narrow what's good for America. Okay, so I'm not familiar with this guy Crowder. What exactly was he being called out for? It's by mass media, I assume, and certainly by YouTube. So they. they... I think it's his name, David, or what's his name? Crowder? Uh, He's a big with uh, Ben Shapiro. Okay. uh, The. Daily Wire, he's on the Daily Wire. They offered him $50 million. For what? To, to do what? To shut up? Oh, to be a talking head. He's a talking head. Oh, uh, okay. Crowder. That's his name, Stephen Crowder. Okay. To it's be a, a, to be a, main, a mainstream talking head. So basically they bribed the him. Talking head, he's, on, he's on the same payroll as uh, Candace Owens, the Prager U. Uh, okay. The Prager U. 
the the uh, Prager U, uh, uh, Ben Shapiro, and then there's this Steven Crowder. Okay. And they were going to give him a new contract for fifty million, but for the fifty million, he had to sign that he wouldn't say anything that went against their talking points. Right. He's they're gatekeepers. They're just faking yeah, exactly. conservative. Out. Right. They're yeah. Shap- Shapiro's a gatekeeper too. So here, uh, oh yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, I remember very well that uh, down at Pastor Tom Robbs in Harrison, Arkansas, uh, there were two occasions where Tom Robb uh, had to uninvite two speakers. I won't name them, but uh, these two particular speakers were calling for violence, uh, saying that we we in identity and white nationalist movement must use violence to uh, get rid of our enemies. Well, you can't be saying that in public, even if you believe it, because that's not the same as self-defense. Self-defense is when you are being attacked and you're defending yourself. But to, to say that we have to go kill certain groups of people, right, to, to solve this problem, that is not acceptable. On my jury nullification, I just got 1,000 jury nullification brochures to hand out. for. And, folks, I am running for governor in Missouri. I ran for Senate, and I got 1,130 votes, and I then I was a write-in for Congress. And I'm going to run as governor here in Missouri 2024, and that's to advocate for accountability, uh, the Missouri Highway Patrol. It's to advocate for the citizen's right to convene a grand jury. And all these patriots, a lot of people that are part of the prison ministry movement and the people that advocate for Jeffrey, none of them want to talk about the shooting of Lavoie Finnicum. The shooting of Lavoie Finnicum, they were on their way to ask the sheriff in the adjoining county to please convene a citizen's grand jury about what happened at the Malyard Wildlife. And, okay. and nobody really talks about that, and that's making us the kings and the king's men, we right. the people... And we need to get it together. Like the left has it together. We we want to cut little boys' junk off. Right. We want to uh, want to tie the little girls' breasts down. They want to teach. No, them the cut them off. Cut them off. Not tie them down. <laughs> Young children. That's a big story in St. Louis. The the uh, Washington College <laughs> told the school that and the counselors that. Uh, don't report it to the parents that they have girls that are tying their breasts down because they want it to lead to the girls cutting right. their breasts off. But there was another story in Blue Springs uh, this last week. Blue Springs, it's outside, uh, it's east of Kansas City, near where Josh Hawley's from, and you don't hear a peep from Josh Hawley, that this school and, and, and the guy that won for Senate, he had passed a law about teaching wokeism in school and having wokeism in books and everything. Well, they got a social studies class about Ecuador, where your bananas come from on the Dole factory, and the little 12-year-old girl, right. she says, oh, I harassed, and I picked the bananas, and I'm 12 years old, and I don't get any money, and there's a man that harasses me, and he tells me he loves me. And when I bent over, he said, that's a good place for him to stick his banana. And right. this is in a freaking book for a 12-year-old to be reading, and the parents pulled their right. kid out of school. And these people have got it together with their agenda of what they want to do to our children. And right. I say, hell no. I'm mad as hell. I don't want to take that. Cr- I, I would just have such a fit if, if right. you know, my children are exposed to uh, probably a little more than other children because I have a big mouth. And right. I want them... I want them to be prepared. If something was, God forbid, to happen to me or their mother, I want them to be prepared. We have to prepare our children. Uh, we can't call for violence, but we want them to be proud of being white. And we don't want that disgusting stuff taught to our children. Yes, and it does anger. It's totally and disgusting. And this is going on. They're trying to do it undercover, but the people in charge, like, all these dem- you know, by all these people, and, and the Republicans are allowing it. The guy that won Congress here was Mark Alford, 22-year Fox News reporter from Kansas City. He, uh, Trump gave him his endorsement, and Trump is Mr. Oh, you're all fake news out there, yet he endorses a guy for Congress who was up there saying, uh, Kevin McConnell, we let's just get him in. I've got 18 staff members. We've got to get to work doing the work of the people. The people on the Kansas City radio were calling in. They were so mad. They said, we want him to be with the 20 holdouts and not let that guy in there. We want change. 
And how are we going to get real change in America? Not by voting the same people. If those people, I talked to some people yesterday. I was in Lamar, Missouri, the home of Truman, and I was in a in a shoe store, barber shop, gun store type place where there's a bunch of old men standing. The leftists that was in there, they got up and they said, "Oh, you mentioned Trump's name, and that's why he left." And they thought it was pretty funny, but they really liked me. Uh-huh. And and they uh, Vicky Hartzler that she came there once and they asked her questions and she never came back for Congress. We've got to get people that will stand up for us. That's right. And, and those money should have held out. Instead, they capitulate. They make. They play. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. They make a deal with the leftists, and they'll stand with that. But when they make a deal with the people, that yeah. they don't. They stand by their word. They make a deal with the leftists. They stick with it. We've got to change that. Where where when. We right. got people in there that will say no. We're not electing right. a speaker, you know. And there really aren't that many leftists. As the media make, makes it seem like there's a lot more leftists out there than there really are. Just like in Illinois, the impression most people get of Illinois is that no, nobody owns any guns in the state of Illinois. That's the impression people have. No, Illinois is a very gun-friendly state. It's only Crook County that is anti-gun. And where does all the crime occur in the state of Illinois, Daryl? You know which county it is. It's Crook County, right? Where most of it's composed by the city of Chicago. But here, this uh, he talks about the Davos attendees. This is Chuck Baldwin here. And because we we briefly talked about it earlier, but I remember this was mid-70s, and my wife and I were driving along, and uh, we for some reason we got to talking about whether or not if there were more women in politics, the world would be a better place. And so she was arguing with me that uh, you know, the world would be a better place if we had more women in politics. And I said, well, at that time, uh, the most of the women who were in politics were very conservative and upholding family values. But then I said, well, I, I can prove you wrong. I can prove you wrong with just two words. And she says, what are those words? I said, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> right? Hillary Clinton was the worst example of, uh, example of womanhood that we have seen in a long time. Right? And now here, the reason I bring that up is because I'm going to list some of these executives that have attended Davos. Okay, Joanne Jenkins, Chief Executive Officer, AARP. That's a woman. Peter Zafino, AIG, Andy Jassy, Amazon. Nancy Brown, a woman, Chief Executive Officer, American Heart Association. Are they actually helping people with heart disease, do you think? Daryl? No, they won't come with a vaccine. Michelle Duca, Duquen, Duqueris, Chief Executive Officer, Anheuser-Busch. I'll just, I'll just list the women. Sarah Gu, <laughs> Editor-in-Chief of Axios. Katie Knox, President, Bank of America. Uh, let's see here. Julia Chatterley, anchor, CNN. I have to scroll down for more names here. Maria Bartiromo, anchor and global markets editor, Fox Business Network. Uh, let's see. Arvind Krishna, I don't know if there's a man or a woman, but there's a lot of women in this. Uh, Satya Nadella, chairman and chief executive officer, microphone. And Lynn Martin, president NYSE. I, I don't know if there's a man or a woman. L-Y-N-N, and, and then Meredith Copet-Levian, President and Chief Executive Officer, New, Le- uh, New York Times. Okay. Jessica Sibley, Judith McKenna, Sally Busby. There's a lot of women on this list. Are these women making us a, a, a better world? No, they're twisting the world. That's right. They're making it far worse. And a lot of these abortion clinics are run by women. They're run by women. Okay. And, and, uh, yeah, and we haven't even talked about feminism, <laughs> right? We haven't even talked about feminism and how evil the feminists are. 
So, the, no, it's just the, the mere fact of having women in politics is not going to make the world a better place. They, now, if they were good women, right, if we had good men in politics, and in the 70s, because I'm a child of the 60s, the, we they had... Yeah, Amish go. allow the women to vote, but they're not allowed to take a leadership position. They are allowed to vote with uh-huh. what goes on in the community. Yeah. With their, I was asking today yeah. to an Amish store owner, and and I had asked him about the vote. Uh, do the win- I, I didn't know if the women could vote or not, and he said yes when they're taking up something for the community. And their vote is also, if you want to say, hey, I like this person, vote for them in right. your community, you can. And, and that's public. But if you want to keep your vote private, they put the name in a hat and it's private. But the women do not have leadership positions over the men. That's, yeah, let me get back to uh, the list here because now we're talking about the men and most of these names sound Jewish. Mark Sussman, Chief Executive Officer, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Of course, Bill Gates is a Jew. Lawrence D. Fink, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer, BlackRock. Whoa. Peter G- T. Grauer, chairman of Bloomberg. That's a totally Jewish country, company. Uh, let's see. David M. Rubenstein, co-founder and co-chairman of Carlyle, another huge corporation. And let's see. Uh, Arma, Almar Latour. Oh, Dow Jones Company. So, uh, David Solomon, probably a Jew, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer, Goldman Sachs, definitely a Jew. Okay. Oh, wow, I didn't realize this. Jonathan Reckford, Chief Executive Officer, Habitat for Humanity. I, suppose... I actually knew huh? that. Huh? actually knew that about that organization. Yes, yes. Oh, James Diamond, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer, J.P. Morgan. He's a Jew, absolutely a Jew. Etc. Etc. Okay. Oh, well, I already mentioned Meredith Kopf Levin. She's a Jew. So we and Dan Schulman is a Jew, Chief Executive Officer of PayPal. So we see that the vast majority of these people are Jews, and the women who are part of this organization have not made it a better organization. That is, of course, we're speaking of the Davos organization, run by Jews as well. You know, Klaus Schwab being the, the chief Jew in charge of, of Davos, all right? So, folks, there is no totally hope. Because he's only worth like a uh, million dollars or something, I heard. He's not worth a whole lot. He's just a front man. Okay. For... Oh, yeah, for the Rothschilds. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So this is the type of leadership. Now, the interesting thing about these the, the Habitat for Humanity and for AARP is they were actually, they started out as charitable organizations, okay? And they were good organizations when they started out. But t- typically what happens, like AARP is a perfect example, you know, the uh, uh, Association of Retired People, that was taken over by Jews and turned into a corporation, so in all of these corporate-run charities, they maybe take, let's say they rake in $100 million a year. Well, $90 million goes to the uh, executives and to the office expenses. And if you're lucky, $10 million will go to you know people who are really in need. Okay? Same thing happened in Chicago where they had this program of Meals on Wheels. Meals on Wheels started out in Chicago as a local group of people citizens just volunteering their time to deliver meals to poor people in poor neighborhoods of the city. That was Meals on Wheels. Well, it became such a success that the corporations had to take it over, right? Now it's a corporate charity, and it's a tax uh, it's, it's a tax write-off for the corporations. Anything that will succeed in this world is taken over by Jewish uh, executives and turned into a corporate charity, right? And here, here, Chuck Baldwin even says it here, and he's talking about Israel. 
If Netanyahu's far-right government were to fall tomorrow, none of this would change. None of this corruption would change. In fact, the pro-democracy protesters do not want it to change. That is because they want to preserve Jewish supremacy and Israeli apartheid from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea more than anything else. Yeah, Jewish supremacism. Okay? Chuck Baldwin is saying that, folks. Not David Duke. <laughs> Fantastic. No, John, yeah, go ahead. On John 2.15, he drove them out of the temple. Yep, that's right. Yep, for their money-changing activities, right? That's what they're doing. Yeah. And then also, uh, one final uh, subject he tackles here in this letter he just put out. I think he puts out one a week. He says... The greatest threat to America's liberties is not from Russia or China or North Korea or Iran. The greatest threat to America's liberties is from Christian Zionists within our own country. These false doctrines of Schofield futurism have turned the vast majority of evangelical churches into pernicious purveyors of oppression and servitude. But you can't talk about this without mentioning Lyndon Baines Johnson, or as we you know, call we earlier revolution and and mm-hmm. Jesus going after the money changers. He didn't just like grab a whip out of somebody's hand and run in there willy nilly and chase yeah. them out of the temple. He sat down and he braided a yeah. whip. He sat there. Yeah, he did it. He saw. Yeah, he, it no weighed on his spirit. Right, what was going on in his father's house? Yeah, and he had enough. That I'm a human being and I'm not going to take any more. And he, he right. ripped them out of it. Yeah, that was the only violent act he committed in his ministry. Right? And it was against the money changers. And, of I course, they were Pharisees. I, I saw a good meme uh, not too long ago. And it was a, a, scene, a picture of the crucifixion. And there was the, the crowd standing around. And someone in the crowd said, he should have just followed the law. Yeah, right. <laughs> what law? There, there was no law permitting money lending. There was no law that permitted that. Okay, and of course, even the the Federal Reserve Bank is in violation of the law, right? They just ignore it because they have so much power to, to bribe people and blackmail people that they just ignore the law. That's how all of these scams, these government and legal scams, have taken over our country. Okay. So he says, well, now he's, uh, after saying that, after uh, talking like a white supremacist, right, accusing the Jews of Jewish supremacism, and he says it's the churches. It makes me so angry to hear the white supremacist thing that they can't, it it is such a... Yeah, it's a a lie. It's a lie. Yeah. As a way pinhole us into somehow being evil that we should be ashamed of being white men. That's it right. Absolutely such yeah. upside down. And they and they have uh the conservatives, the 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 people that you, you know uh that just believe it uh that you're evil for being proud or standing up for white people. It's it's really just outrageous of of, of and it's to destroy the white race. Just like they have a plan to destroy America. Yes, yes. I think I'm going to uh, braid my own cat of nine tails just <laughs> for for that. <laughs> okay, uh, Seven asked me, are you going to mention the telegony thing? Well, actually, that's a good idea because uh, uh, have you heard me talk about telegony, Daryl? I hadn't. Okay, yeah, telegony is the idea that and it's been proven in uh, in animals. Uh, virtually every animal breeder, whether it's horses or cattle or zebras or anything else, have noticed that if they take a mare which uh, of one species and breed that mare with a male of another species, let's say uh, a mare of, a, let's say, a, you know, a brown horse. So she's a mare of a brown horse breed. And they mate that mare with a zebra, let's say. Okay, now for the first generation of offspring, you would expect that uh, the, the offspring would be part brown 
horse and part zebra. And that's exactly what you see. And, of course, science has debated this and actually has denied that it's possible. For for generations, scientists have denied that this can happen. Well, I've always insisted that it does happen and that, that uh, this happens to humans as well. Now, uh, a study has come out. I don't have it in front of me. But a study, a scientific study has come out. It's actually about flies. And they have studied these flies because flies have very short gestation periods. And it's easier to study flies. And, and you know, studies like this on human beings are probably prohibited. Okay. Ken, I know a little bit about this being a uh-huh. animal guy. Right. And, right. Right. Yeah. And so they found that after breeding these flies with different types of flies, they got the expected first generation of hybrids, right? But they also discovered that after this first generation of hybrids, the DNA of the uh, you know suspect flies still remained in the females of the the uh, you know the target flies. So they have confirmed that this happens in flies, and all of these scientists are really, uh, you know, amazed that this this study. Well, there's probably yeah. there's probably been incidents. I this is just conjecture. There's probably been incidents incidences with the race mixing that they have. They're trying to destroy the white race. That that it, God has preserved it. You know, the Amish do not use mules. They don't do crossbreeding. They don't right. believe brought them a mule and said, hey, I got this mule. I want you to train it, and I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars to train it. They would train it for you because they they work for a living and they work with animals, but they do not believe in making a Z-donk. They, it's not very successful breeding the, right. the Z-donk. Well, some of them are sterile. Some of them are sterile, okay? Yes, but the, they all are. Any yeah. hybrid, mo- all the horse, all the mules are sterile or yeah, the a, henny, a henny opposite where you use a uh, a male uh, horse with a female donkey and you get what's called a henny and they are also sterile just like a mare a, a mule a mule is a, a jack donkey a boy donkey with a mare and and the mule mules are always sterile mules never have babies they're born they have a right. life they don't yeah yeah, mules are sterile. They don't reproduce. But there are species of, uh, let's say, in, in every horse, uh, a queen, I think, uh, is the uh, uh, breed, the scientific name. And canines, dogs, can interbreed with subspecies because these are subspecies of the main species, which is canine. But not all of them have, uh, you know, a fertile offspring. Some do, some don't. Okay. So, but this study, which, uh, yeah. Go ahead. That was a joke. Okay. Okay, so here, this is from Science Daily. It's entitled, Semen Secrets, How a Previous Sexual Partner Can Influence Another Male's Offspring. University of South Wales. Scientists have discovered a new form of non-genetic inheritance. It's still genetic. It's just not direct uh, impregnation. Showing for the first time that offspring can resemble a mother's previous sexual partner. In flies, at least, researchers manipulated the size of male flies and studied their offspring. They found that the size of the young was determined by the size of the first male the mother mated with, rather than the second male that, that sired the offspring. So they find that the second generation, which was sired by a normal male, still produced the abnormally sized flies. Okay, and so they say in the article here, this confronting idea known as telegony dates back to ancient Greek times but was discredited in the early 20th century with the advent of genetics. No, it wasn't. They just thought it was. To test it out, University of New South Wales, Australia scientist, Dr. Angela Crean, Professor Russell Bondurensky and Dr. Anna Kopps manipulated the size of male flies and studied their offspring. They found that the size of the young was determined by the size of the first male the mother mated with rather than the second male that sired the offspring. Quote, 
our discovery complicates our entire view of how variation is transmitted across generations, but also opens up exciting new possibilities and avenues of research. Just as we think we have things figured out, nature throws us a curveball and shows us how much we still have to learn, unquote, says lead author Dr. Crean. Yeah, you got a lot to learn. Yes. Imagination. Misogynation okay. is uh, an abomination. Yes, right. Okay, and I just ran over time with that quote, so I'm sorry, folks. Uh, we're, we're off the air. Sorry, I forgot all about it. I got started on this subject. <laughs> all right. Okay, Daryl, good show. And, yeah, okay. It's you run, it does you run on. It cuts you off. Huh? You set a timer well, or something? Yes, it is. It's a timer. Yeah, so uh, nobody's, okay. hear, nobody's hearing us anymore. All right. Okay, Okay. all right. right. Okay, good show. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.